forsooth, adverb, archaic. In truth, in fact, indeed. Now used in derision or to express disbelief. Well, welcome back. We're doing kind of a special um, for, you know, Comic-Con. Comic-Con! And I got a couple people here. We got uh, Lindsay. Yo, yo. Who actually has been to Comic-Con not as much as I have. But I, I think, think more anyone's th- been as much as you have. That, like, there's a lot of people that have been there. So John Wilson, a friend of the uh, the show, uh, he's been to Comic-Con much longer than times. I have. <laughs> but, I mean... Uh, I think I think I might be gaining on him because he hasn't gone back to Comic Con quite a bit yet. He lives there. Yeah, the, living there and getting in and like wanting to go are two different things. And then we also have Misty. Hello. Uh, who has not gone to Comic Con yet, but is going to Comic Con. Oh, this is news to me. Oh yeah. Oh my. Yeah. I know. So she's going to be con virgin until uh, first day. <laughs> she is taking my place. <laughs> not all the places. Well, I mean, that's we'll, up to we'll, you. We'll talk about that later. What happens if Con stays at Con? We have Monica's uh, blessing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, as we're getting ready for Comic-Con, though, I did want you to come over here and kind of share your knowledge. You know, amateur, new attendees, professional level, uh, just all that kind of jazz. And our way of kind of building up and giving back some love for the, the next generation of nerds and geeks who are planning on going to Comic-Con this year or want to go to Comic-Con in the future. Because, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about how you can do that. What are the best tips and tricks for you? But we're going to start off first with what's our favorite thing to do at Comic-Con? Like, what's our favorite activities? Well, I would like to first say my favorite thing to do is say I'm at Comic-Con because everyone else is like, oh, my God, oh, I wish yeah, I was there. I, I think <laughs> I agree with that. You Tell just go people. for the grams? Telling uh, <laughs> people at work that, oh, I'm, I'm taking this week off so I can go to Comic-Con, and people are like, oh, my God, I wish I could. I'm like, well, if you had told me, like, five or six months earlier that you wanted to go, I could have got you tickets. And then they get mad. Yeah, just that that's my first favorite thing to do. Yeah. Truly, that's that's a hilarious one. Yeah, always bragging about the Congrats. fact that you got in. Yeah, Monica my, with her like, I could have gone to Comic Con this year, but I chose not. And we're going, why? Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> that's real fun. Uh, what kind of activities are you looking forward to, Misty? I mean, we told um, you a lot of what's going on. So, a lot of it's going to be just checking vendors out. Oh yeah, a lot of people watching, like crazy people watching. It is a really huge uh, convention center. And frankly, when Monica and I it's go every year, we always like walk all of the con at least at some point through the convention. Sometimes we like break it up in multiple days because yeah. we got things we have to do. But it's always cool to see what's there. Uh, and there's actually some pretty cool places to go. Um, so there's a whole section that's just for independent artists, and there's a whole section that's going to be uh, kind of like web comics. And there's like a weird section kind of near the cafeteria and like the back end near the, the shoreline. Where it's like kind of a half mixture of independent like artists who aren't really artist alley, but aren't really like web comics, so they kind of have their own section. Gotcha. Uh, and there's just like a really lot of really just cool stuff you can find there. Yeah. But uh, me personally, uh, I I think I loved the most when I first started going the panels. So there are so many different ways you can basically go to panels. There's panels that are for you know shows. And, like, really big-end blockbuster movies. Like, for instance, Hall H. Uh, oh, what a nightmare. So, Jeremiah I, and I were talking about that. I don't think Hall H is worth it. Honestly, because I hate waiting in lines. I oh, don't yeah. think any panel is worth it. But for people who are panel-goers, I honestly, you're spending your entire uh, four days or whatever in, in line. that line. Fuck it. I don't think any panel... Like, watch it on YouTube later. It's not worth it to see it live. So I was... Well, actually, there's Ballroom 20, I think, does have a breakdown later, like, of the day for, like, what happened yesterday in, in Hall H. Yeah, but, do that. Just It's not worth it to see it well, live. You, you don't get to ask the questions of you know, the, the celebrities. You ask a question that's exactly like yours. There's no mm-hmm. reason to so, sit in that fucking line. Jeremiah and I were talking, and we actually... Uh, well, I forgot we had been in Hall H. And as we were talking about Hall H... I realized that we had been to Hall H two different times and two different cons. And that was before it got insane. And just were like, because they're like, oh, I remember seeing like the, the Dharma initiative for like a Lost there. And then he pulled them, which I still can't remember that we went and did. I think it was like for Kevin Smith or something. And it's like, oh, that's really weird. Yeah, we were both in Hall H for those. 
So it's it's uh it's almost a rarity, and in my opinion, it's not worth it for Hall H now. I agree. Sure yeah. And I mean, like Ballroom Twenty can have some really good stuff in there, but again, not worth it for me personally. I think that you should basically take a panel that's going to be like maybe a smaller panel that you might be able to get into. You know, the wait all day to get into it. Uh, and they do have a lot of panels that are like experts teaching, creators connecting, and just so many different like options of what you can do actually with panels. Mm-hmm. Um, now. Uh, I know you've in the past done a lot of signings that you love. Yes, and that's okay. So there's things I like to do inside of the convention, and there's things that I really appreciate outside of the convention. Inside, believe it or not, it's crazy. You can walk up to Mike Mignola. You can mm-hmm. walk right up to him. I've gotten so many things autographed. I can't wait to see him again. I got a bust of Hellboy. I want him to sign. I just watched <laughs> Hellboy the first movie again today just because i'm such a fan yeah and so people like david peterson of mouse guard like he's gonna be there kevin eastman you can you know most of the time he's kind of busy but there are a lot of signings and you know he's got a really cool thing this year he's actually got two sessions where he's at like a bar that's right and there's like like an evening with kevin eastman yeah it's really cool and especially um, some of the other uh, artists and uh, comic book creators that are just sitting there drawing, yeah. and you can just walk right up to them. Sometimes they'll even sketch in one of your books, or you can pay them for a sketch and come back later. Yeah. And then outside of the convention, I like to appreciate not being in front of a desk for my full-time job and actually get sunlight. Doing things like <laughs> go-kart racing, uh, you can do uh, rock climbing, you can do the leap of faith, you can... There's so many things outside of the convention that is nerdy in a certain way based off of video games or comic books. I actually That's... prefer the outdoor stuff to yeah. the indoor stuff mm-hmm. um, because, as I've mentioned several times, I hate lines. Yeah. Um, well, those, those outdoor stuff has lines, too. They do, but it's not as terrible as the lines that are indoors. And Depends. also, the huge-ass crowds on the, the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, oh, it can be the bad. The floor is really, really, really bad. And every year, I get sick because y'all nasty. Right? <laughs> and it's it's really, like, it's gross-smelling. People don't wear deodorant. Everybody's standing where they shouldn't be standing. Uh, people stop in the middle of walkways. There's people that, for some dumbass reason, decide to bring a stroller in there. <laughs> like, why are you bringing young children to a place that's like a sickness den? For one, <laughs> and for two, uh, maybe Bjorn that shit. Why are you? Yeah, why are you bringing a double wide stroller? Good God, carry them if you're gonna do that. So like, th- you brought up a place to put all their stuff. Yeah, consider it. You both brought up the activation. That's a really good point. I don't know when this started, but it is the most brilliant thing ever. You create a like a unique, like immersive experience for people, and it immediately creates a like positive brand like loyalty in your your fans. Like I think my favorite one ever was for Grim before it started. Where oh, they the would, skin like, tattoos. Yeah, it was It was not the tattoo one. It was the one where they made, like, the skin graft. It looked like it was, a, like, a like little a branded. Brand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was super cool. It looked yeah. like somebody had carved open my flesh. Someone thought that it was actually when bleeding. When I posted it yeah. on Facebook, they thought it was, like, real. And I'm like, why would I ever for real? Yeah. But, no, it was super cool. I love it when they do stuff like that. One of the things that I really liked. What was liked... the other one that was... Oh, I forgot what it was. What they like? It made it look like they had sewn the the name into you. I think that might have been uh, another NBC one too. But the thing that was really cool, actually, the thing I really liked was back before when Ubisoft used to make more bigger appearance. Oh yeah. Uh, they used to have like they had the, they bought a pirate ship one year and did actually like sword they fighting for people, you. shaved people. What? Then they had yeah they had yeah, the shit shaving. Looks, he looked super dumb with a shaved face. Thanks, Monica. <laughs> I then love they, you, but damn. They had the obstacle course for a long period of time for two different games for um. It was the the London one, which was called um, I forget the name of that one, but it was the uh, forget it whatever Syndicate, and then they also had it for the French one, which was forget it. Um, <laughs> and the one thing they had that was really cool for those was the trust fall, and so there was like usually no line for that. You get to go up this thing and fall onto an airbag, and it was like two seconds. That's the leap of faith, not the trust Sorry, fall. Sorry, leap of faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, two seconds, and you immediately like have a positive memory from Comic Con. From Ubisoft and Assassin's Creed. Yeah, you feel like you were that and character. The, yeah. yeah, the obstacle course was super fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the obstacle course was really cool. And then uh, a while back, Square Enix also had a, like a really good interactive thing where you could like disassemble guns and like actually like hide for bodies Hitman. for Hitman. Yeah. Uh, I forget what game it was where they had the the go karts. 
That was. Uh, I think that was Final Fantasy. Yeah, I think it was Final Fantasy. And then they had what? the. Uh, yeah, they had a uh, a wall climb for like Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider, which was really cool. And a zip line as well. Zip line, zip was, line was for just cause. Yeah, yeah, where with, you shoot. Where targets. you shooting while zip lining? So yeah. I mean, you create these really amazing immersive experiences. That's not even in the convention. Let's yeah. remind people. You don't even <laughs> usually need a badge for those. Yeah. Uh, like for instance, they have uh, the dead quarters is going to be there. Uh, they have um, Detective Pikachu this year. <laughs> they have um, Shazam. They have the Carnival from Shazam. They have oh. all these really cool experiences, and they're not even in the convention center because it's just it's an amazing situation. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on, though, impressions. After having been to Comic-Con, or from what you've been told, uh, if you haven't been, what do you think about it? I hate the ticketing process. Getting your ticket, getting your hotel, it's... I don't know how they've been their 50-year anniversary now and they still haven't gotten it. It's absolutely miserable. And, um... They they keep changing it every year in hopes of making it better and they somehow just make it worse. So your thought, like, mid-time you think about Comic-Con is failure? Yes. Immediately (laughs) failure. Absolute Um, failure. Yeah. And then, you know, once you're there, you forget about all the pain you go through and waiting and nail-biting to see if you actually will get it. It all just kind of goes away the minute you get there? Yeah, yeah, it just melts away. So that's my... Every time it's like, oh, I'm going to Comic-Con... Again, I got the email. Oh crap! I need to go through the ticketing process. <laughs> like, ticketing that's... process. Got to get a hotel room. Yeah. Oh. So I many the, people complain. The scariest thing is when you get the ticket and you and don't then, get a hotel, and you can't get the fucking hotel. Yeah. Oh. Then you end up at a hotel next to Sea World, and then you have to take <laughs> two buses to get to your hotel. Do you remember? Night. So we were at that hotel. It was really out of the way, but it and was you a good end price. Up on trams with people and that lose a, an extra uh, article of clothing every, every single night. night. But wow. so the buses for the shuttles for Comic Con because Comic Con provides free shuttles. Oh uh, God, that was ridiculous. They would park there in they front of our hotel, right next to the hotel, to and rest. Wouldn't give us a ride. And then they basically were all like, "Oh no, this isn't a stop." It's like, "Yeah, but we have badges." Yeah. Like we don't want to take like three buses to get back to our to the convention center. This is before Lyft and Uber were like a big thing. Yeah. And they're all like, "No," I'm like that's fucked up. Yeah. Like you are literally up. a Comic Con bus and you are going to Comic Con. You're a dick. <laughs> uh, but so. Comic-Con, in my opinion, the minute I think about it, I think about very crowded. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a convention that went from 145 attendees in 1970 to in 2017, which is the last numbers I could find, was over 130,000. Holy crap. That is a lot of people. And by the way, I don't think that includes outdoor people. I was just going to ask. That just includes yeah. ticketed people. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it much it larger. It's all of uh, downtown San Diego. Yeah, it's, it, it, to be honest. It's spread. It's the convention keeps growing in size, and like the the outdoor surrounding areas, it's been so like amazing. San Diego gives so much love and so much unparalleled access. Businesses turn over their space to people for basically small time engagements. Parking lots become activations. Uh, the museums and surrounding areas are all like, yeah, rent our space for a weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's insane. Parties everywhere. Mm-hmm. Now, Missy, you haven't been yet. No. But what are your impressions so far? What do you what do you think about Comic Con and like what are you expecting when you get there? So I expect to just be immersed in a sea of people of all oh, fandoms. I can't wait till you cross the street mm-hmm. to the convention center oh. and have to go through the sea of people. <laughs> uh, you, know, oh. you know, I, right? I was you know at, what I'm really gonna miss is I'm gonna miss the uh, the the God Squad. Oh, oh no, yeah. we won't. No, I we love won't. the protesters. <laughs> Those protesters. Are, I, I don't I care about the protesters. I am such a fan of the protesters and the protesters for the protesters. The counter protesters yeah. are the best. The ones that are like Thanos. Uh, Thanos did nothing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Those kinds of people who are just fucking with the the, the religious yeah. people. Besides them, though, there's such a positivity in the whole area. So many people wanting to take photos with the people who oh, yeah. dressed up in some amazing costumes. Like, um, they put their whole, like, health and body at risk with how hot it is. And, right? like, all the It's going to be real hot this year. So yeah. here's the funny thing. They're, they just released things saying, oh, it's going to be super hot in San Diego this weekend. Uh, because of the fact of, like, you know, like, unsweltering heat waves. Don't keep let the old people out in cars and whatnot. Uh, it's going to be in the high 80s and 90s. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck you, Comic-Con. Fuck you, San Diego. High, like, 80s, 90s. It's like, that is a cool breeze for me, <laughs> living in the valley. Yeah. For real. 
real. Like it's like it was a hundred and ten at one point today, and I was like, "Fuck, hey." Oh wow! <laughs> I was like, I didn't go out until I came here. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much the same. I was at work all day. Yeah. I'm like. You know, I kind of want to go home, but also I don't air have great I don't here. have great air conditioning in my house, and I have great air conditioning at work, so I'm here. Wow, so that's such a you just rationalize that it's as being a, paid for being an air conditioner. Yeah, yeah, it's a real Sophie's choice that that uh, <laughs> No, it's it's not. It's nothing like not. a Sophie's choice. I don't know <laughs> what you're talking <laughs> about. No, it's nothing like Sophie's choice. No, it's not like Sophie's choice. Oh my god. Uh, so now here's one. This one you're probably not gonna be able to help us out with until you know next year, Misty. Okay. Uh, but realization upon like getting there, how did your opinions of the convention change like after having gone? Now you've heard of it. You want to know about it. You've gone now. How did it change from like your first time going there to like now today? I think that I have. Uh, I'm able to have more patience like before it's like I have to do this I have to do that and I make these lists and these time frames and um, you know I got to do this on this day and now I'm just a little more easygoing with it uh, maybe because I already have so many autographs and stuff from being so you can't have no more room in your place for paper I do, yeah that's true <laughs> I can't I really can't I am I have to get rid of a few books and that's gonna kill me <laughs> so back when I was a kid and I used to visit my uh, my friend who also went to comic-con with me Jeremiah um, who I talked about earlier uh, I would go to his room and would crash it before we go down to the convention. We'd stay at his place. And his room was full of so many collectibles and yeah. so many, like, signatures that it was hard to move around in there. <laughs> uh, and so, like, I can only imagine, like, I've been to your place, Lindsay. You've got more room. Uh, but, like, you'd be a hoarder at that point. Yeah, I try. <laughs> I mean, I, it's... She, she's got the room, but also she's got organization and she likes to have space. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't want to live in a massive hallway maze inside of her studio. Yeah, I mean, when you go to these things, each thing brings so much joy, even if, even if it's a free thing or if it's someone you met and got their autograph. But I like to be able to see everything so that I can appreciate it. If I'm throwing it in a garage or something. It's yeah. the same reason yeah. I don't get the collector's editions for stuff anymore. Yeah. It's like, I don't, like, I really like this figure, but really it's just going to sit on my shelf. Yeah, it has so, to be something I really love. For... Like, I was at, um, I was at Best Buy and they had a stuffed goose from Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah. And if you squeezed its chest, it uh, spit out the, the tentacles. That's awesome. And I'm like, this is fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah. But also, I can't justify having this in my house. No, because it would hurt Tabby. We could give it to Tabby if it didn't wouldn't hurt her. But Oh, no. Even if it was even if it was fine for Tabby, I still can't justify having it because we, like, why is it here? Like, what is it for? You Just do to, like, have a show loophole. people once in a while? Yeah, you do have the loophole. The I baby do have loophole. the baby yeah. loophole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, for me, I, I the well, how this has changed for me is that I remember a time, uh, specifically when I was in law school, uh, and I couldn't go down to Comic Con that year because I was studying uh, for an exam. And my friend John Wilson, who I mentioned earlier, was at the convention, and he's all like, "Hey, uh, do you want me to pick up your tickets for next year?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." It was like a hundred and like thirty bucks something back then and it was like oh those are the days I was like okay I'm just walking up right now and I, he was on the phone and he walked he was like hey can I get a ticket for uh, for next year's Comic Con and it was I think it was 120 if you bought it at the convention before the convention ended for next year and so it's like yeah no problem here's the money and here's your stuff for your tickets and I'm like wow <laughs> like and how much it I remember the first year where they basically were all like we're lining up to oh buy tickets God. at yeah. Comic Con, and, and it was like it was this, fucking yeah, dock. You were with me, right? I was with you. We went to uh, Murder Alley. Murder Alley. Uh, and that was just like such a giant shift in the thing. And then it, ever since that point, have, it got worse and worse and worse. Comic Con Murder Alley is between which two? Hotels? It's underneath the Man's Crotch. It's underneath the Man's Crotch. So <laughs> the, the, there's the two hotels, and then it's right next to the convention center. And there's a, a big statue of a dude, it's, it's and one it's of the like right under his, it's like right under his crotch, and like down that alleyway. So uh, like, yeah. Wow. So it's the it's the Marquis, the Marriott Marquis, uh, is the one that's on the the, the north-ish side of the convention center, and between the convention center and the, the, that place, yeah. that's where this little alleyway is. And there's like a mermaid, and then there's a man with his legs stretched out, like you go underneath. Yeah, you like go between his legs. And it's so creepy looks, of an alleyway. He's, he's crouched, so it looks like he's just going to pop a squat right on top just of you. Just shit on you. 
Yeah. The shit right out of here. That's oh, there all year no. round? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's part you, of the building. You thought that was like a, like a, like a temporary thing? Yeah, I don't recall that. That's part that. of the building. Oh. It's there. When we go, I'll show you. Okay, It cool. stands out. Show You'll never forget. the crotch Yeah, alley. crotch man. It's really, really hard yeah. to miss. It's murder alley. We don't, it's a murder yeah. alley. But, uh, so it that's, made it worse. We were there at like four in the morning. <laughs> oh, but that's the thing. It's perfect that, time to be murdered. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing that really kind of shifted for me over the years was the fact of it becoming this like smaller convention, like, you know, that wasn't really hard to get into. But, and then becoming like a situation where it is a lottery and it's really hard. And yeah. so that was like a major change that I noticed over the years personally. Uh, but I will say that over the years, I have gotten better and better at knowing what I want to do. And what I'm willing to do with the con. Yeah. That's I mean, things making like, your list and then being okay with missing some stuff. That's like the whole thing of like, look, I don't care about waiting in line for a panel now. Yeah. Because I have things I want to do that are over here that I'd rather do. And like when you first go to the con, I mean, you could really just get lost in like the ridiculousness of how much you can do. Mm-hmm. And without like an idea and like kind of like a realization that you make a plan, you throw away the plan, you make a new plan. Yeah. It's kind of like what happens. Pretty much. So you make make your list, uh, prioritize some stuff. Don't overbook yourself. No, never uh, overbook and be yourself. okay with missing some stuff. So because, yeah, because also you never know what you're going to run into that will surprise you. You never that know room. what you're going to run into. Yeah. You never know what the lines are going to look like. You, you never, never know. When know. You could be walking down the convention center and someone goes, "Hey, you want tickets to see a preview tonight?" Yeah, yeah. and you're like, "Oh shit, I want to see this movie that's or not out yet." The time that we went to go see a to a party, like the guy was just passing shit out in the street. Do you remember when we got to see Hamlet two? Yeah. Uh, before it came out, that was awesome. Or uh, when Black Sales was oh, yeah. yeah passing out that shit before so that came out. A lot of really cool stuff that you like, can just throw on you sometimes. Battle Angel Alita. Well, that we planned. <laughs> but yeah, no, there's just all kinds of stuff know? that you can just end up getting access to without realizing it's going to happen. So you, like I said, you got to make a plan, know how you want to spend your time, and then be fully willing, capable of throwing it out making a new plan once you get there. Yep. Uh, so the next thing we'll talk about is like hopes moving forward. So what do you hope to see different with the convention going forward? Besides a better ticketing fix system? Fix the fucking ticketing yeah. system. <laughs> fix the hotels, fix the ticketing system. Yeah. Also, I, I hated this year's professional treatment. Because, uh, as you know, oh, I'm you a professional um, in the industry. And it's the I'm the type of person that they definitely need to have there. Because I'm looking at potential people to maybe bring into the animation world. So to, like feedback into the industry and they mm-hmm. gave me a horrible time i was debating even going this year very disappointed so for people who don't know they changed a lot about way professionals are dealt with usually it always ends up being where a professional gets a guaranteed pass to the con and possibly a guest pass depending on how fast they go through the system uh and they you have to be approved to be professional you have to submit paperwork regularly submit paperwork you have to be active in the industry on a regular basis to be considered a professional uh, this year they changed it up where it was not a guarantee to get a pass. So even though I was approved as a professional, the, I, I was guaranteed a ticket, but I had to pay. Yeah. And that's just kind of ridiculous. I do <laughs> think that that your situation was a little bit different than what other people were facing because awesome. of the fact that you were screwed over by the incompetence of, I think, one person. Yes, uh, I'm not going to go into details, but still, I mean, what's one ticket? They... they possibly messed up what's yeah. one ticket give it to me i'm i'm <laughs> i mean i've been going for free for years yeah and i've been approved again and you, you gotta be careful there there's some people listening to this they're all like free ticket to comic-con no they will not <laughs> yeah it's not uh, not always <laughs> but uh but there you know there's a they, they definitely kind of screwed it up a little bit and there are some growing pains every year with a new system that they did they did do a major change on that this year so it's hopefully, not my problem. Yeah, no, hopefully <laughs> those stepping stones and those in their path, the mistakes they've made, they'll be cleared up for next year. Yeah. Uh, but again, every time they make a major change, there's always going to be things that fall through the crack. Uh, there was one year where they kind of like fucked up the, the ticket system for the automated tickets mm-hmm. where someone got like, screw, like a whole bunch of people got screwed up and kicked out of it. Oh, and then they man. changed the way they did it for the next year. They're all like, there's now the saying, like, don't refresh the page. Yeah. Because you refresh the page, you'll, you'll screw up and kick yourself out of the waiting room. I, I also hope that moving forward that people who do get professional badges mm-hmm. can get some kind of priority in doing certain things. I know that there's different levels of badges. There's the general badges. Yeah. There's the 
media, there's press, and there's professional. Maybe there's one more in there. There's no oh, the the people who are actually people. Yeah, but the people who are the professionals, they are looking to create networking opportunities. That's what this is about. Like yeah. for the professionals. So um, making those connections and using this for our business. So I hope that with professional badges, there is something that they will allow us. Like if we want to go into an event and they see we're a professional, you know, like maybe there is something like, oh, we'll take five professionals and bring them to the front of the line, but you have to get there early enough or something like that. I think that's totally reasonable. Like make it a really small number. Yeah. And they have to get there uh, at a certain time. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. completely reasonable. Thank I, you, Monica. <laughs> I personally think they need to solve Hall H. They need to for sure solve Hall H. So I think if they you're gonna the you're gonna hate my suggestion. Sign up for the panels ahead of time. So that's that that's, should be a that would be a good idea. You're gonna hate my suggestion, but you know it's the right choice. So like they do with the ticket system for going into the con, you kind of have to do that. With Hall Are you H. saying lottery? I'm saying a lottery that's pre-ticket up. system. Oh, no, I hate that. <laughs> I think you sign up for it ahead of time, and that's fair. I think you should get a ticket that specifically allows you to go to a specific panel in Hall H, and they clear it out every time. And you can basically get multiple tickets to Hall H, and they only give a certain amount in. You put in your request, like they did with the signatures and the, the, like the, the exclusives, and you basically say, we're going to maybe allow like 100 people to Hall H that line up. But there's another way for you to get into Hall H, and you basically take a lot of that steam off for people basically. Because like, that whole area on the side of the convention center next to the, uh, the Hilton Bayfront is just people lined up. And it clogs, and it holds up, and these people are standing in the sun. They had to install giant canopies because people were, like, passing out from heat stroke. So, I mean, like, you kind of need to say, like, hey, let's solve Enough this. Tickets, tickets is the way to do it. Like, like I... Have just as much of a chance to get into Hall H as you do. I don't have to wait for like well, 20 hours in line for Hall H. I agree H. that it needs to be ticketed. I disagree on a how. Um, and I also agree that it needs to be cleared out between each show. I think increasing the size of Hall H would probably be a good idea. There's all that grass area. And they've been talking about expanding the convention center. Just fucking build Hall H out into that grass area they put the line in. And then maybe the people won't have to fucking line up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, just like make that room be able to fit another like two thousand people, and then solve the problem. Does it really solve the problem, though? Well, I mean, people will still line up, but more people getting in means you know more people getting to enjoy the experience. Right. But when you have that many people, you add that many more bodies, and you also have to think about the exits. No, uh, so Hall H is actually one of the best places. They have like I want to think like, like twenty exits out of that hall. Right. Just like all like and exits out into the like the sure, general public, but not just you know exit out of the building, also exit out of the area should an emergency arrive. Yeah. Oh, there's no getting out of San Diego once uh, you're in. Mm-hmm. in no, that's right. Yeah. yeah. No, there's an difficult. emergency, everyone's dead. Yeah. Just just fall into the ocean. Yeah. Swim for it. Doesn't sound good. Get on one of the yachts. It's actually right next to the water. You could jump in the yeah. water and just start swimming for uh, Coronado. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend <laughs> jumping into the water. Off of uh, San Diego. It's not as bad as Los Angeles. It's super gross, though. Well, yeah, that's why you run to the end of a dock and jump out. That way you're most likely not to get sucking pond scum. Ew. But uh, another thing I want to see is actually about activations outside. So this is going to be a little bit unpopular probably with some people, but I personally am a little bit disappointed with the way activations have been changing over the years. Sure, there's been some more grander and amazing things like VR experiences and stuff like that and escape rooms, but the problem with stuff like that is it's limited entrance and it's uh, like long wait times between people. And so you have people that end up waiting in line and they're not going to get in all day. And it's horrible. But like if you do like like Leap of Faith uh, was an amazing option that had like very limited lines. And it was like you in, you drop, you clear. You in, you drop, you clear. Mm-hmm. It's a great experience people could do. It was a, just a quick, fast, unique experience you could only do at Comic-Con. I would like to see more activations like that that can churn things out. So, uh, watch the meandering ones. Exactly. Watchmen has uh, a VR experience this year, but the funny thing about that is they actually opened two locations because they knew that people are going to want to do this and they know that that's just going to basically be too hard to use one location. So, they took them in two different places on in the convention center and said, like, we have this location, we have this location. Go to either one you want. And that's awesome. That's brilliant because that basically allows more people to experience that. Mm-hmm. But more people need to be thinking about. How am I going to churn out this experience and this activation fast 
and from multiple people. Well, you also have to consider that a lot of these activations, the VR experiences especially, have frequent breakdowns during the, the convention. They can. So having two locations is a good idea because you have less uh, chances that both are going to be failing at the same time. But still, the turnaround is the most important thing. Yeah. Getting in, getting out is has got to be the most important experience. And, like, you want to have these great experiences, but, like, I mean, this should be a general rule. If you have to put a harness on somebody, maybe not do that experience. Because <laughs> the minute you're putting a harness on somebody, you're automatically adding, like, a good, like, chunk of time between, like, getting someone on there into the actual experience and getting them out. And so unless you streamline it well, like, the Just Cause did a really good job. Yeah. Because you actually, uh, before you went up the stairs to the Just Cause zipline, you had the harness on. So people were actually doing that prep work beforehand. Mm -hmm. And then once you were clear, they had people down there working it out. Square Enix did a great job on that. But, like, on that same vein, there was uh, a different experience. Because what it was, you had to put the harness on. And it was the uh, Experience Zone last year for, um, what's that, uh, Cloak and Dagger. And okay. so it's it's two people get to go at a time. They have to basically put the harness on them. There's no like pre-harnessing mostly for the most part. They get in that one experience. They have the experience, which takes a while to activate. And then they have to like de... It's like a very closed off space for it. It really did not work out very well and did not turn people over fast. And so you have to basically plan these things out because you're doing something for a brand experience, for brand loyalty, to give someone a unique experience to take home with them that they can brag to their friends about, to like make them intrigued in what you're doing. Photo and and you that. know what does the exact opposite of that? Waiting in line for like eight hours and not even get to do it. Mm. That ruins brand loyalty. Yeah. And it ruins the experience. And so the more they can basically fix that, that's what I'd like to see. Agreed, agreed. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Any other suggestions about things that they, that you look going forward? You like to see different? No, no. I think they need to just fix ticketing, fix the lineups, clear out the halls between the shows, and. I'd like to see the hotels put a couple extra uh, levels on them, get more rooms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, there was also you those... should have enough hotels to cover the people with tickets. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, there was also that debacle last year when I was pregnant, where uh, they had made certain halls one way, and they wanted to make me heavily pregnant uh, walk the long way around when the table that had the fork on it was a foot and a half outside of the hallway door, and I almost got in a fist fight with a guard. We should have got you a special needs sign that you can basically have on your badge, <laughs> right? And they wouldn't be able to give you shit. <laughs> I mean, you were pregnant. That's good advice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the next thing I want to talk about on that note is about giving advice. So suggestions for those who want to attend or are attending this Comic-Con this year. Uh, get um, a special needs badge. What, what, <laughs> what would you tell the people who haven't been? What do you suggest people who are going and to uh, help save time? One of, one of the best things, and I've been doing this every year, uh, set up a kitchen in your hotel. Uh, that is a good way to save money on you food. You save a ton of money on food. They charge a lot of money for food. Um, bring really super easy stuff. It's uh, easy to make waffles. It's really easy in your just room. to make waffles in your room. Uh, bring, George Foreman grills, pressure yeah. cookers. Bring pressure cookers. Bring a crock pot or whatever you have. You can let it cook for the most part of the day, and then go back to your hotel room and have food ready. Um, I don't recommend that. That could start a fire. I do not suggest this. <laughs> do not check my hotel room for crock pots. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bring uh, washable bowls and utensils, but bring disposable plates and extra garbage bags. Uh, and, yeah, I think that's going to be pretty much it. Like, we, my hotel room last year and the previous several years had, like, a full kitchen set up. We took up most of the closet with food. Um, just make sure it's not going to be something that's going to take up too much space in the fridge because uh, you will have limited space in a fridge. And bring an ice chest. What do you think, Lindsay? Um, I want to say one of the most important things is bringing sunblock. That is yes. so important. For people that use sunblock who aren't me, yeah. I highly <laughs> recommend sunblock. Yeah, sunblock. Uh, have a water bottle that you can refill. Oh, and there's plenty of places to refill a water bottle yeah. as long as you have one. Yeah, because it's, you know, it's a lot of work walking around everywhere. Um, bring a battery charger for your cell phone. You don't want to get separated from your friends, which can happen due to the crowds, or you just want to do something else than your friends, which is totally fine. You'll make new friends wherever you go, which is a great thing about the convention. Ooh, on um, that note, no. when well, you're in the convention center, turn your phone on airplane mode unless you need to talk to somebody, because it will drain 
your fucking battery. Yeah, and on a similar note, um, when you're not in the convention center and you are separated from your friends, if you have one of those headsets that goes around your neck, like the collar ones, that vibrates when you get a phone call Mm because you will not hear your phone ring at all. Mm-hmm. So just get something that's going to get your attention because people are trying to contact you and find out where you're at. It's important to be able to answer them. And I know the desire to play Pokemon Go is there, but one, you do not get GPS within the convention hall. Uh, and two, it will drain your fucking battery. And you like you're at con usually for 12 plus hours. Mm-hmm. So you need the full battery life of your phone. Yeah. So either bring like 15 phone chargers <laughs> and charge them in your room, which by the way, bring a surge vector for your room. Bring Definitely a, bring a surge vector for bring, your room so you yeah, can plug power, in multiple charging strip, stations. Power strip surge protector for sure. Uh, bring in a USB hub yeah. to plug in multiple phones. Um, Especially multiple if you're sharing devices, rooms. If you're sharing the room for sure. That's, uh, that's actually a good point. If you're, uh, if you're looking for the hotel situation, there's two major points of advice I can give you. The first one is get a backup hotel. So even if it's not the closest to the hotel, you don't need to take an Uber to get there or take two trains or something. I recommend you find a hotel that has a pretty lenient uh, cancellation program and early get a hotel room for Comic-Con. Uh, the worst thing that could happen is you get tickets for Comic-Con and then you don't have a hotel to stay in. And unless you've got like 15 friends that live in San Diego close to the convention center, you're going to be screwed. So having a backup hotel that you can basically cancel if you get lucky in the lottery is a major advantage. But you need to basically get yourself planned for that so you're not left like two days from the convention center going, where am I staying? Um, And then the other point that I was going to say is fill that hotel room up. Hotels are not cheap during Comic-Con. They raise, they're they're like max rates at Comic-Con time for those, those that area. So if you can get four people in the room, it makes it really easy to afford the hotel. On that note, sleeping in the closet is a good move. You got more space than you think. Uh, bathtubs apparently, I, they, people say all the time they'll sleep in bathtubs. I can't bathtub imagine that's super enjoyable. Comfortable, but that's because you're tall. Yeah. Um, but still, like I, I can't imagine. But yeah. also um, on the car ride, if you're taking a car, uh, plan for extra space on the trip back because too frequently have we neglected to do that and we end up with our laps full of shit and then uh, just no room at all to breathe. Uh, if you can leave a little bit early from the convention center uh, at, at, when you're on the last day, that'll save you a little bit on traffic. But even if you do, there's going to be traffic. Hey, uh, quick question. Hmm? What's the uh, post service situation out there? Post as in like mail? Yeah. Uh, they actually have a mail office, uh, like FedEx and I think U- UPS and even uh, it's like really close to the convention and center. even USPS in the convention center. Yeah. Oh, so maybe bringing some uh, prepaid packaging would be. Yeah, they should have them idea. there too. Yeah, you yeah. can ship stuff back if you want to. If yeah. you need to, uh, but again, planning on what you want to purchase is a good idea also, because uh, yeah. there's a lot of collectibles and realizing what you have space wise can actually prevent you from. Uh, Spending your entire salary. And speaking of, like, these prepaid package stuff, one thing that I like to bring is I went to, like, the box store or whatever, and I got a poster tube, and I wrote my name and my, my email Smart address move. on it, and I stick it in my backpack. I don't know what I... Sometimes I don't get any posters or whatever, but if I get 11 by 17s or something like that, then, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's good to have that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jeremiah was actually telling me that they have a poster slot in the Comic-Con bags usually nowadays. But those are but so big. They're so big. It's they're big so floppy. hard box stuff in there. Yeah. It's going to crack your stuff anyway. Yeah, that's what we're And plus, there's been a big thing these past years that, like, people overweight or even, like, tug on the bags and they rip. And yeah, that's so, been the thing for the last, like, three years. Yeah. And another thing I do is I bring, because uh, I definitely get comic books at comic at Comic-Con, I'll, I'll bring my sleeves with boards in them, but this year I went to uh, Daiso, which is like a $1.50 store for Japanese Daiso. products. I love it, especially the candy. But anyways, they had this, like, um, uh, legal-sized... Um, like a uh, hard case. So if I'm getting comics, oh, wow. or whatever, so it's brilliant. even better. Yeah, that's, that's brilliant. It's actually, a, it's a little hard case. It was a dollar fifty, and cool. yeah, and so. So how did I so? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and a, la- a, la- a last thing from me, 
maybe a last thing from me. Hopefully uh, Is uh, <laughs> Eric did remind me the other day that your badge, your Comic-Con badge, does give you discounts at certain restaurants and yes, things. Yes, they actually have that listed off on Comic- uh, Comic-Con's website. You can actually go there and check it out. There's a lot of restaurants uh, and places around the convention center that give discounts, usually around the range of about 10% off mm-hmm. or like maybe a free soda, depending so on what you do. 10% off is basically tax. So just enjoy your tax-free meal. I, I thought you were going to say tip for a second. I'm like, no. <laughs> no uh, <laughs> uh, even if you get a discount on your food, always tip on the full dollar amount because that's a dick move to not. Yeah, it's always true. That's very true. Uh, the next thing is I don't tip on tax, but I would tip on tax if I got 10% off. <laughs> <laughs> it really solves the problem. Yeah. Um, and then another thing I want to say has to do with ticket obtaining. So getting tickets is very hard. At Comic Con, but uh, and some people will say impossible, but it is a numbers game. So there is no guarantee that you will get a ticket through the normal system, but there are multiple ways to get tickets. There's the volunteers. You can volunteer for the convention center. That's a good way to get a ticket if you could select to be a volunteer. There is if you went to the convention the year before, they have a separate ticket pool that you can enter into to get tickets in a smaller number of people besides everyone in the world trying. Then there's the next pool, which is the general ticket pool, where you try to get tickets. And then past that point, there's always, of course, press and professional, but those require specific skills and abilities and history to basically apply for those. So you might not be in that that pool for professional or for press. Uh, With regards to the uh, pre-purchase, regards to the uh, general ticket purchase, again, numbers, numbers, numbers. Go online and find a bunch of other people who you know, actually physically know, not like uh, and get them all strangers, to sit in the waiting room with you. and get them to sit in the waiting room with you. And like have them try to get tickets because you can usually buy. I think it's what, up to four tickets. It's four. You can buy up to four tickets. So if you get in, that's three of your friends who get to get in with you. And so if you've got like a group of twenty people who are all working together, and like five of you get in out of the twenty, everyone gets tickets. But if you're by yourself, you've got one shot. If you get it or don't get it, no tickets or tickets. So, I mean, work with people. The more people you have, the better your odds. Uh, on top of that, um, there are certain days to aim for. Um, if you can't get in for the full pass, which has no savings whatsoever. It used to be like where you bought them together, it was cheaper. Now it's not. Um, so if you don't get a full pass, don't freak out. Preview night's not for everybody. It's a little bit later, and it's not going to be the full experience. Some people aren't even there yet for the con sometimes, which is really weird, especially in Artist Alley. So don't think you need preview night. But if you have to, like, I can only get two tickets because I don't have a lot of money, uh, or they're sold out, like, Saturday's a good night, and Friday's a good night to go to the convention center. Those usually have a lot of good stuff. Sunday's usually viewed as the kids' day. Uh, and Thursday is a pretty early. A lot of people have already left on Sunday, and there's a lot of really great deals and discounts with the vendors who don't want to take all their product home. But also, you've missed out on a lot of the exclusive stuff yeah, you and the higher, get, uh, more popular items. You won't get the full experience if no. you go only on a Sunday. But if you only have Sunday as an option, take it because it's not a bad option to have. Yeah. Um, another thing I would suggest to people is. There is the Robert Heinlein um, blood drive. Now, one thing is certain, giving blood is always a good thing because it helps out people who need it. And there are ups and downs with regards to blood drives, especially depending on like how much, what type of blood you have and how much they have in the, the registry. But that being said, it's never a bad thing for you to donate your blood. And they have multiple ways you can do it at it. You can basically do a regular blood pull. You can do platelets. You can do a double red uh, and they have varying levels of long, how long it takes to do it. You get cool exclusive but stuff if you do it. That is the thing, though. If you go earlier enough in the day, each day, they usually have T-shirts mm-hmm. and extra pens or comic books. And they always have cookies and juice. Oh, cookies and juice. Cookies and juice. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm Which not... is a great consolation if they ran out of most stuff. True. Going early, though, gets you that. And you can also um, volu- like set up an appointment beforehand. So if you know you have an open time at a certain period of time and you want to do, do a blood pull, put a set up the appointment. 
Show up when they open. Guaranteed way of getting your t-shirt, getting your stuff. Make sure that you're hydrated and you eat before you go because a lot of the time it's Comic-Con, you overheat, you sweat out all your fucking liquids and then they'll turn you down for the uh, the donation. Yeah, they, so. they do do an iron check and they do check your temperature and make sure that you're so not like sick. and eat within an hour before, anemic. make sure that you're <laughs> well hydrated because they will not pull your blood if you're not. It's a good cause and it's a unique shirt. Every year it's a t-shirt you can only get from donating blood, so I highly recommend it it's a really cool feature um and then a couple cool things people don't really know about uh there is the future tech live event at the omni do we want to tell people all our secrets eric (laughs) well i want to help (laughs) i want to share the love but there's the future tech live um which has been there for about four years now and it's a really cool place that a lot of people don't know about uh they have vr they have like people giving tech presentations for like next level tech like robots and uh, like bullet trains and all kinds of really cool things that like you normally only see at like CES is at Comic-Con in a little hidden way section uh, up in like one of the presentation rooms on the Omni. You go there, there's a sign that'll point you right to it. Highly recommend it. This year, I believe on Wednesday, they are doing a seminar on blockchain and cryptocurrency. So if you're, if you're confused by that, if you want to learn more about it, highly recommend it. New thing this year, to replace the fact that Microsoft isn't coming, uh, Future Tech Live has actually partnered with a bunch of people to put out an esports lounge at the uh, the Marriott Marquis, just north of the convention center. Uh, they will have actual live streaming with Twitch and Mixer at the event. Professionals can play side by side with novices on PC or console, and there apparently will be some celebrity stopping in also. So, like, if you're really into uh, esports, streaming, Twitch, I highly recommend you check out the esports lounge. Uh, there's just a lot of really cool things that a lot of people don't know about. Speaking of things that a lot of people don't know about, and this still baffles me how they don't know because there's posted signs everywhere. Con suite. Go oh, there. Yes. Nobody knows about it. Go there. Free soda. Free snackies. Place to sit and like relax and enjoy air conditioning and stop being dehydrated uh, and hungry and just just go and like relax for a goddamn second. There are specific hours for it, uh, but if you have a Comic Con badge, you get to walk in. So look in your your Con book when you get your tickets. They they hand them out to you and get your bag. It'll specifically say where the con suite's located. It'll specifically say what the hours are. But if you're thirsty and you want a little boost of sugar and soda, they usually have like Pepsis and Cokes, and it's just a really cool place to kind of cool down and relax for a little bit between panels or before you get up and go. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about is the game rooms. So we just talked about the esports, but one of the big things that happens at Comic Con is the gaming department. There is a whole section on the mezzanine uh, where you can play D and D, you can play collectible card games like Magic the Gathering or Pokemon, and they even have a general-purpose board game room. Uh, a lot of people come here and demo their games that aren't out yet or there are out or have Kickstarters, or you can just check out a game, and you can just play a game that they have in the room. There's a lot of opportunities to just go and have fun, meet people that you normally wouldn't do on the floor because it's really crowded and you're running around. That's a good place to get to know someone new and to find a game you love. Uh, I'll be there with my guys demoing our game rough so i highly recommend taking a stop off on that again i forget the exact room number but it is on the mezzanine level so if you go up to where the 501st is and head over uh um down that way it's it's post sign saying gaming this way really cool and even after hours gaming if it's um, in the same place, I think it's B10 or B15 or something like that. I, I don't think it's that. But, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's off to the left side. Northern side. Yeah. Northern side. If and then, you want to meet Eric in person. I will be there demoing <laughs> rough on Sunday between 12 and 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other days, we will be there uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday demoing as well, but it will not be me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, stop by and check it out. There's a lot of really cool stuff going on. Uh, anyone else have any last things to say about the convention before we finish up? Uh, be sure to follow our social networks because we're going to be posting some exclusive media photos and we'll be doing a lot of great stuff. So if you want to see the latest of what's going on from a media perspective, uh, be sure to follow our social networks. Yes, that's actually true. We're going to be posting throughout the con about 
activations. Mm -hmm. So um, after we basically check them out, we're going to be posting pictures and talking about what you can do there. Uh, so if you're at the con and you're looking for what, what you should go one place or the other, good thing to check out. And if you're not there and you want to basically see what was going on, also a good thing to do. Mm -hmm. But we'll so be check on, it out, NN Social on Instagram. Or Nerd News Social on Twitter. Or uh, Facebook, Nerd News Social, which is a fan page. Uh, and then we also, I think, have the website, which is just nnsocial.com. You mean the one that they're on now? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, and they could also be doing this through iPhone, iTunes. That's so, true. Uh, or Android. That, that iPhone one, what's it called? iTunes? Uh, iTunes? iTunes? Looney Tunes? Looney Tunes. <laughs> Misty, you got anything you're looking forward to the most before we go? Surviving. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> well, you already are used to walking quite a bit. You're well, gonna I do. I, when, yeah, every year we average about 20,000 steps a day. Oh, that's nothing. So, no, it's it's more than that. I think the thing I breaks at a average. certain point. I think the thing just stops working. Said average. <laughs> <laughs> We're walking a good probably seven eight hours. Or just standing. Or standing. Yeah. So half of my days when I go to Disneyland. <laughs> that's another good. Tip. I would actually equate it to being uh, because you have to walk more distance than you would to Disneyland, but it's very similar to like the idea of walking around and standing around for Disneyland. But it's longer walks. That's another good tip is is bring walking shoes. I see people wearing flip-flops, and I'm like, the hell are you doing? I've got a brand new pair of shoes that I'm, I'm taking with me specifically for Comic-Con. You probably should break them in nope. first. They're going to get the trial by fire. After day one, they'll be broken in. <laughs> trial by fire. It's day one, they might... These blisters. Uh, day yeah, one, they so may not have soles. I have blisters on my blisters. There are first aid locations that you can get to in the convention, um, but bring some first aid stuff with you. Bring, like, aspirin. Bring Tums. Bring fucking Claritin. Bring... Bandages. Bandages. Band just bring yeah. a bunch of stuff, just in case, because you never know. And I know this is probably like really bring sunblock and aloe because bring the after sun lotion stuff because you you will absolutely get sunburned. This might be a little preachy, but uh, no gatekeeping. Look, this convention is for everybody. It's not just for you. Well, your opinions of who should cosplay or what should cosplay or the fact that they did something right, depending on who should be there, who shouldn't be there, uh, whether or not you're more deserving than someone else. It doesn't belong at Comic-Con. Judge people only by the quality of their costume and not the quality of the not, body wearing not even, the costume. Not even no, that. Not, not even, even that. that. No. But here's the main thing, though. Everyone that's at Comic-Con has basically taken the time out. They want to be there, and they're there to have fun, just like you are. Just go there and be a goddamn reasonable human being, and just go there to have fun. Okay, you know what? How about we end it at this? Thumber says, if you can't say something nice... Don't say nothing at all. Also, don't step with pencils and protectors. <laughs> Thumper said that. Yeah. Thumper said, said that. <laughs> Eating greens is a special treat. It gives long ears and great big feet. I remember that. That's very helpful for the con goers. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. Hopefully you learned a little bit about the con, things that you might need to know going into it, things that you might know for the next time when you get a chance. Uh, but for Nerd New Social, thank you so much for listening. Bye. See you. Later. Forsooth Podcast is a trademark of Five Fire Monkeys Entertainment. Forsooth Podcast is brought to you by Five Fire Monkeys Entertainment. No badgers were hurt in the recording or producing of Forsooth Podcast. If you or anyone you know was offended by this podcast, please contact your local congressman.